0: Hey, just a heads up, Mike actually had some audio problems when we were doing this, so he's gonna sound like he's on the other end of a phone call with bad reception and he's on speakerphone. And once or twice he actually had to go back and re-record some of the stuff that he said because it got lost. But I promise you, you're gonna want to stick around and listen to the whole thing because he's got a lot of really good stuff to say.
1: We're sorry. We're sorry, the Lord,
2: the Lord is not is taking, taking calls, calls at this calls. time. If you'd like, you'd like to listen, listen to a, to a podcast, test, please remain on the line. I want to talk a bit about your your experiences with 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 uh, the with ghosts, and and then leading to that exploring demonology because I I I. I mean, I know that, I can't say that for everybody, but I do believe in some form of ghosts or demons. Um, I, I I always feel like that's that's just a general kind of a thing that probably does exist. Like, there's enough evidence out there that's scientific in nature. I, I've, the way I've always thought of it is, sure, if there's ghosts and, and spirits and demons, that's probably in existence because of, you know... The energy that comes within, you know, every person—we all have this electrical life force within us, uh, and, and that has to go somewhere after you die. And I feel like that could be responsible for um, hauntings and, you know, all that good stuff that can happen in the post-afterlife, if that's a thing.
1: Well, it's and, the only way I can connect those dots. And in, 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 in the book about the Warrens, Ed says that when it's a human spirit, usually one of two things has happened either there's been a very traumatic death, like a suicide or an accident. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Or they're very tied to something in the earth realm, be it a possession or a place and they just, you know, or a person and they just can't let it go. Yeah. Um, And a lot of times they just don't realize their death. And once they're convinced of this, then they just naturally move on to wherever we go afterwards. So, and there's been enough, one of the, Biggest problems we have nowadays is that the and it's been going this way for a while is that we sort of with the advent of science, um, and you know I'm a believe me I'm a big fan of science always have been I I do not feel that science and faith are mutually exclusive they just don't necessarily belong in each other's houses depending on what is going on um, um, you know uh, you know we shouldn't there are certain places that church and state really should just stay apart. Um, I really but, like
0: the way you put that. You said uh, they're not mutually exclusive, but they don't belong in each other's houses. I like that's a that's a good way of putting that.
1: Yeah, there, there's a time and place, and the problem is is that a lot of times the science side, at least you know from the agnostics, because there are plenty of scientists who believe, um, they they view, oh well, if well, you know explains this, so that means that you know all that stuff is superstitious nonsense. And it's like, well, no, you've just explained that particular instance or that particular thing. Um, You know, and a lot of these, even the the ghost hunting shows you see on TV, the more reputable ones, the the first thing they do is say, "Okay, can we can we explain this scientifically? And the majority of the time, the vast majority of the time, you can't because it's plumbing or electrical or the wind or something, you know, and that's so It in this age of, um, oh, well, science is everything. And, you know, on the other side, let's face it, like I said, the church has not done itself many favors over the years. Um, you know, they no, indeed not. um, you know, and not that, not that there haven't been many churches that have done good work and good things, but that doesn't hit the public eye. You know, what do we see? We see, you know, we hear about the crusades. We hear about the inquisition. We hear about the pedophiles. We hear about, you know, um, those idiots, that protest the soldiers, funerals, um, Westboro.
0: Yeah. The Westboro Baptist church. I think, uh, I think the church always shoots itself in the foot when it becomes an institution unto itself. Um, Or like a when it when it tries to become a political force, or um, when it tries to become anything other than what it was intended to be,
1: right? And science is very good at explaining a lot of things and helping us do things that we would like to try and do, hopefully for good. In many cases, Um, but it doesn't, you know, it can explain why the sunrise looks the way it does, but it doesn't necessarily explain where it came from but even if it does try to do that like let's say the big bang theory is you know it works scientifically and all the math and everything else we're just basically figuring out how things work that doesn't necessarily explain why it's here or what happens after we leave the physical realm um you know assuming that we do so there's still a a place for for the spiritual exploration and you know if only because we need to get through the day you know it's simple as look i just need this to get through my day or if you want to entertain bigger questions and the two sides antagonize each other way too much because they've each they each try you know they each take something new as a shot at the other you know and yeah you know so, so the science is like, hey we've done this you know hey no no god and the spirit side's going you know well science is evil because it's trying to destroy god and it's like well no guys there's
2: no balance you there no, but to... nobody has a com- compromise or anything
1: yeah there's there's very few cases where people are willing to have a little perspective and you know nick i think you said this one of the podcasts one thing this country lacks oh, yeah. is context um yeah,
2: yeah indeed
1: so you know, and, and it keeps people from, and I, you know, I really admit that, of course, you know, a, a lot of what kept me away from initially looking into any of this stuff was just the fact that some of the people I encountered, you know, was just so, I still distinctly remember one one guy I knew in high school who, you know, said, be with God, because I know at some point you're going to need it." And it's like, oh, dude, like, I know you're theory mean well, but you're killing him here. You know? <laughs> like, it's just, it's just that sanctimonious, you know, ah, and, and, well, did he so say they, it in
0: a sanctimonious way, or was it like you're going to need him because we all have times when we need God?
1: Well, I'm sure that's what he meant, but that is not at all how it came out.
0: Okay.
2: If for me, for me, when it comes down to that, when you're when you're at that fence, I mean, that's what this episode is about. Is where if for the people out there who are on the fence, they don't know what to believe, they don't know what to do, they don't know how, where, where to see it. It's it's for me when it comes down to it. There's no one way or the other. To me, I mean, I, that's that's down to who, to to your belief again. Um, to a lot of people, they want to believe. They want to look at it in black and white. But I just, there's just, it, it's it's like there's a spectrum there. That's why agnosticism for me is a little bit more comfortable than atheism, atheism, all those isms, and uh, so it's it's just it makes more sense to just feel like you're on a spectrum of belief, uh, like. You're spiritual. You're not into organized religion. You're hyper organized religion, so much so that you could be, you know, a fanboy of the uh, of the Pope or something like that. It's it's a it's a tough it's a tough route to take, and it's a tough route to to go on. And, and you're you, like you said, you're in your forties. You're 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 at that point in your life where you've you've seen some shit, um, and that's that's like my dad is the same. He on his he's a, he recently started attending church again not recently in the last few years and he is you know attends Bible study and but his whole life he not very spiritual Family's not very spiritual um, not religious at all and so it's it's a tough it's a tough bridge to cross because you feel like you're questioning what it is you believe and you're you're the basis of your moral code and you're not sure where to go with it and it's it's kind of like you already know how to live your life now it's kind of like what's going to come after that
1: it's the natural progression, I think. You know, you, you you sort of grow up, and you're you know, the first twenty years you're sort of finding your way, and then the next twenty years you're just kind of establishing yourself. And I think part of that is a natural rebellion against any institution that you're part of. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know, after you gain a, you know, hopefully a little bit of perspective from experience, you kind of start to think again. Um, a, a lot of it is just, and, and I think Ed made a very good point in the demonologist. He says, "Look, the people who don't believe in demons or are skeptical about them is because they've never experienced it." It's like once you yeah. do, there's no doubt. Um, yeah,
2: that's that's a, that's a very good point. I mean, like with with David's experience, you know, it's it, it reaffirmed his his feelings because of how that person was
1: behaving. And I yeah. think a lot of it. I mean, I we we wrestle with them. I like the Eastern religions for this because what little I understand of them, they do touch on this a lot: is the sense of the self and how you know they in some way theorize a bit of an illusion. And a lot of one of the difficulties I have, or there's a lot of difficulties with, you know, the faith question, but one of them is just the fact that we become very uh, in love with ourselves.
2: Mm-hmm. Narcissism, <laughs> definitely a factor.
1: And I don't necessarily mean that we even like ourselves, but there's another author I read who's sort of a new agey guy. But he said we cling to our pain, our We're difficulties. with who we are. Well, it, it defines us. He's like, your pain is unique. It's like your joy, everybody kind of feels joy the same way. But yeah. your, your pain and what causes it is unique. And, and we cling to this sense of uniqueness. Hmm. And whenever, whenever you try to think of yourself as being part of something bigger, it threatens that uniqueness. And so a lot of, for me, you know, and you know, we all have, you know, maybe that one of the seven deadly sins that sticks out more than another one. I think hmm. for many of us, it's probably pride.
0: Oh which, yeah, absolutely.
1: With Lucifer's problem too, um, but it's the idea of okay, what what am I going to have to give up of myself?
0: Yeah, um, that's yeah, but, that's a big problem for a lot of people. Interesting. That's been a big problem for me too, actually.
1: Yeah, it's it's difficult, and um, you know another another thing in this a little less so is there since nobody seems to have a clear idea. You know, everybody has a very clear idea of oh, hell is you know fire and brimstone and eternal burning, which actually may not even be real um as far as that goes at least that may not be what my it's girlfriend like.
2: would have you believe it's a metaphor
1: i'm not sure what it is but again the books i read um suggest that it may be something different um yeah. a state of being yes but not it's not a place of hellfire and brimstone but no, yeah that's a, but that, that's, nobody, a good, that's a good thought but nobody really has explained what heaven is like or what it's supposed to be but i read uh, a number of years ago, I read there's a series called The Left Behind series, which was written by a uh, Christian pastor minister. I'm not sure what Tim LaHaye is. I've forgotten. And uh, a Christian follower writer, and it basically chronicles in a novel form um, Book of Revelation. And yeah. It was, yeah, I read the
0: first few of those.
1: Yeah, early on, the first like seven books were really good, and then it just kind of took a nosedive. Um, such that by the 12th book, it read like a bad Sunday school play. It was (laughs) terrifying to me because it was basically everybody spends all day every day talking to Jesus, praying to Jesus, teaching everybody else about Jesus, and when the trumpet sounds dropping, whatever the F you're doing, to go do whatever it is God wants. And I suppose maybe in the right mindset that would seem appropriate and or comforting or whatever, but to, for, for those of us who are not believers, it's just as terrifying. Sounds like
2: slavery with extra steps.
1: From the other side, that's what it sounds like. And it sounds almost as sad as hell. The only saving grace being that we aren't burning forever and we're with our loved ones. Like that's, you know, at least we're going to go tell God how awesome he is with our best friends and our mother and, you know, <laughs> brother and all that stuff.
2: I'm, for, I'm for television's view of heaven. I believe it's in the clouds. I'm <laughs> like in, uh, in that angels show i forget what it's called back in the 90s they just go up in the sky and there they are like that that seems pleasant and i'm like all right if this is a place might as well be there
0: well here's here's a way of looking at it that might make it seem a little less terrifying because i can i can totally tell how being uh called to just drop whatever you're doing at a trumpet sound and just you know tell a tell a, a basically a dictator how awesome he is every couple hours or whatever could seem just terrifying Uh, that totally makes sense but sounds like kim (laughs) jong-il kim jong-il or kim jong-un both oh yeah um but if you look at it in the light of if that was what we are what we were originally created to do in the first place then by the time we get to heaven we're shedding these these sinful bodies we're shedding we're shedding the flesh and
2: Man. And then, we're, and then we're finally that sounds gross.
0: <laughs> but then, what we're doing is actually stepping into what we were made to do, and then nothing will feel more natural. And well, also, if and you look at where,
1: it, what I was going to say—that's where the Eastern religions actually help a little bit, because again, my my limited understanding, but they, uh, from reading some about them, the idea that you know the self is an illusion and the idea that and and then to pair it with christianity the holy the holy spirit i i think or i have interpreted that to be the 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 spark of god that is within each of us there is no spoon if that's returning if when we die that piece of god is returning to god and we remember everything we've forgotten because we're trapped in this mortal coil then it, it would be a relief to get back to that, to rejoin the whole and to remember what you yeah. actually are.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And
1: it, but
2: I, go ahead, and sorry. So
1: that, that to me is a much more comforting idea to, to go that, I mean, it's terrifying to think that I'm here now and I've completely forgotten that, you know, you and Nick and I and everybody else are, are all part of the same organism with, you know, one love, one memory, one, you know, being. And we've just forgotten that because... In the mortal coil, we aren't capable of perceiving it or remembering it for whatever reason. That's a much more comfortable and comforting way of presenting it.
2: That almost gives credence to the to the thought that, that we're all part of one atom and we're just in the greater span of several bajillion atoms that are out there and the whole universe is just the tiny speck on somebody's fingernail.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think we... One thing I like about the Trinity that I know bothers a lot of people is it, it, I've never seen an inconsistency or a contradiction or any part of it, and I it's never bothered me because to me it's going well. Yes, yeah, why wouldn't God be something? And I, and I use this term not extraterrestrially, but alien.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why wouldn't it be something
0: beyond what we can understand?
1: Too you know, it, it should be.
2: It it definitely should be.
1: Um, I would be more suspicious if it if it wasn't. And and again, that's another thing that tends to be unpalatable to me about a lot of these faiths is that they're having to make it into a, a small digestible idea for. I don't want to be unkind, but some of God's less gifted creatures, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that makes it harder to kind of jump onto when it's. Presented to you as a you know five-year-old Sunday school play, when this is something cosmic, you know.
0: Um, and that's you know, and that's the exact opposite reaction that a lot of um, that a lot of people have. A lot of really intelligent people have because they get really they they get offended at the idea of of being asked to accept something that they can't understand. Right, but I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head when, when you know, when you said, "Why wouldn't, why wouldn't God, something so much higher than than ourselves, be something we can't understand? Why wouldn't it be something alien and bizarre and just beyond us?" Mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, I think that that really, I don't know, that that really addresses something that a lot of people just don't don't think about or don't want to acknowledge.
1: And I think the other the other big hurdle, not to veer away from that a little bit, but it's the other. I think. It, this to me is a big one, and this is one that comes from like I just saw Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, present this the other day, and that I mean that that dude's bright. Uh, mm-hmm. you know he's he's not a non-thinker by any stretch, but and this is I think the holdup for a lot of people. I was I had the same objection from a from a friend the other day. Um, he's like, you know, and he's a believer, but he's like I struggle with there being suffering in the world if God is all good, you know, and this is yeah. seen as a contradiction. And again, this has never bothered me. Um, and I'm going to borrow from another source here. There's, there's a writer predominantly known for, for graphic novels named Grant Morrison. And he, he's written a number of things over the last 25 years. Um, and all of it is fairly mind-bending as far as comic books go. But he posited the idea that, um, you know, God and any other sort of immortal creatures are outside of time and when you leave the physical world you're outside of time you know god being eternal he has no time he's just all all being
0: yeah yeah and we've talked about that
1: but when something is all being and there's no time nothing changes you can't grow anything so it harkens back to the idea that um oh so but the other thing is that you know if you're dealing with eternity we live for, if we're lucky, you know, 100 years. Like, that's old. Um, and most you know, a lot of people don't even make it that far. I mean, like, my father died at 62. He didn't, you know, didn't didn't make it. He made it farther than most, but not as far as many. People don't, aren't able to put it into context that eternity. Yeah. That the fact that you lived here for 30 years, and even if you are suffering for 30 years, and, and we feel that because we on the one hand feel we empathize with it because one, we imagine having to feel pain for, you know, more than a few minutes. It's like we don't want to feel that. It's bad. It's unpleasant. You know, the idea that somebody suffered for thirty years or however long they lived or for, you know, you know, if it was a few years of lingering because of cancer or, you know, they were, you know, wiped up on a cross or what have you, like how can God allow that?
0: The tail end of this thought was lost in an audio glitch, but Mike's main point was that maybe if we could see all of our sufferings in this world through the context of eternity, they wouldn't look like anything at all.
2: And on that positive note, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to transition us into a little bit of the the, the what we're gonna wind down the podcast here a little bit. I've really enjoyed having you on the show, Mike. Um and, uh, it's, it's, it's been really good. I, I, it's really kind of pushed my perspective probably a little bit further in the future. I really don't know. It's, it's tough to, I think w- w- your, your wisdom is, uh, is a good perspective for me to view from a different, because you and I have similar upbringings. I would say I, is from what I've gathered, um, we could talk about that all day. Um, for, for me, when it comes to jumping the bridge, um, I mean, I I I've had the same interactions with 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 spirits and with, with ghosts. I've had I've had similar ones. I, I haven't gone into them yet, even on the podcast, where where I, I've gone out of my way to kind of search for ghosts. But I've I've talked to and spoken with a lot of people about that, and and the same goes with demonology and there's the kind of progression of how you how belief evolves in us um I, I i i believed i was a i was a wiccan when i was a child for when i was 15 and it, it gave me some perspective um so yes i I really do appreciate you coming on um da- david how, how do you, what are your thoughts give us a little brief on, on what you've heard today
0: let's see well there's actually a big argument to be made for what mike was saying about our sufferings now being nothing compared to eternity. Um, The New Testament actually talks about that. Paul says in in Romans 8.18, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. And uh, that's exactly what Mike was talking about. And for someone who doesn't consider himself religious or even particularly believing in, in God at all, that's at least not uh not officially you know not on paper that's that's a really that's a really important that's a really important hurdle to be able to jump you know, that's a really important mental line to be able to cross understanding that maybe god understands maybe god sees something that we can't see that something terrible that happens to us now even something as protracted as 30 or 40 or 50 years of, of suffering of pain is if taken in the context of eternity and the glory that can be ours if we if we remain faithful you know if we end up in heaven is really is really nothing is really worth not is not worth considering so um I think that's that's really important something else that um occurred to me is uh when we were talking before about the idea of um of being in heaven and basically just being slaves with extra steps, I think that was what you said Nick um
2: my favorite Rick and Morty quote, one of them at least.
0: <laughs> if you think about it in context of, of being in love, you know, Nick, you have, you have a, um, a long-term girlfriend. Mike, you're married. And pretty much anyone who's listening has at least had that, that romantic feeling and most people have probably been in love to some degree or other, whether it was reciprocated or not. If you think about it in terms of being in love, wouldn't you be... At least for a while in that in that heightened state of excitement of being in love aren't you really kind of a willing slave to that person wouldn't you do anything for that person in that moment of hey could you do this for me hey will you please you're like of course i will and don't you feel within you, reason within reason of course but don't you feel that urge in the in the grip of that emotion to shout it from the rooftops hey this person is amazing i'm in love with this person she's wonderful or he's wonderful that's the kind of thing that I think when we see God in his glory, when we, are, when we are face-to-face with our creator and savior, that's the kind of thing we will constantly feel times a million because we'll have that added gratitude of you saved me when, when I didn't deserve to be saved. You know, You died for me when you didn't have to die for me. So we have, we have that, that almost that in-love feeling Mixed with a gratitude that can never be expressed, and so honestly, I think that in that moment, in that eternal moment, there's nothing that we will want more than to be willing slaves to God, and that's part of what this life here on earth is, um, because as as far as being Christian goes,
2: is that why they keep keep talking about loving Jesus? I mean, like everybody's like, Do you love Jesus. I I I I I I think a lot of. Uh, non uh secular or se- or sorry secular people non-theistic folk are like wait why are you telling me to love jesus I, I i've never really quite grasped that and that 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 puts that a lot more in, in in context for me
0: yeah and and what jesus says is if you love me you will do what i command that's mm. a big part of loving jesus it's not just i feel love for him it's if you love me you will obey my commandments that's what he says and yeah. and the Bible says that we are well in Greek, slave and servant are the same word. It's a doulos, but so it kind of uses those <clears throat> um, those words interchangeably. But we are slaves to whatever masters us. You know, we are slaves to sin, or we are willing slaves or servants of God. So
2: that, that all feels just kind of gross to me. I don't know why.
0: Yeah. Well, that's it's because we have in, – in the Western culture, we have this really hardcore independent mindset. It's my life, especially in this country. It's yeah. look out for number one. I'm going to do what I want. I'm my own person. No one can tell me what to do. I'm going to live my life and no one can say anything about it.
2: I'm the eagle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and in other cultures, especially in Eastern cultures, the idea of being – just a single individual not beholden to anyone is really kind of a foreign idea. They are it a lot, is. yeah, they're a lot more, they're a lot more familiar with the idea of being uh, a group, a group, yeah, part of a whole and being. Um, <laughs> well, let's not get into politics, but, um, mm. but, uh, but well, also, we always go there though. Right, yeah. But also being um, subject to others, you know, just not being, not being an island and a big part of if you become a christian a huge part of what of what god will be doing for the rest of your life is transforming you into someone who is willing to be not simply an individual you still you retain your individuality but you now are are um accountable to someone other than yourself so that's um and when we get to heaven that's something that that original nature that God gave us before, before the fall, before before we sinned, and our nature and we and we quote unquote died. Our nature was tarnished. I think we will receive that nature back in full, where we understand the uh, how would I put it, just the the naturalness and the goodness of constantly praising God and constantly wanting to be with Him and constantly realizing that we ourselves, in ourselves, are nothing. Our individuality, our self, our own persona, it comes from God Himself. And so, as C.S. Lewis wrote, he gives back with his right hand what he takes with his left. So it's God saying, yes, give me yourself, give me your personality, give me your individuality, give that to me, and be be my servant and then be my friend and be my be my son or be my daughter but in so doing in giving that self to him then he gives that self back to us and we become more ourselves than we ever could have been without him and and that's that's why um I know that idea of we were really that that idea that we were really just literally part of god before before our birth and before our lives here on earth and that in our death we return to that into that whole that, that single unit. I get why that idea is attractive because it's very it's very elegant and it's very simple but I don't think that's the case um, and it, it's definitely not in scripture that's not the case. The idea is we are part of a larger whole yes but it's a whole of it's a whole of individuals it's we retain our individuality because that's a gift given to us by god but we have to be willing to offer up that self and that individuality to him it's one of the it's one of the kind of circular paradoxes of scripture
2: hmm all right well then i think we can successfully finish off the podcast here i'd like to thank everybody for coming by for coming and listening um you can find us at uh, lord's not taking calls with a bunch of dashes in between each word dot blueberry dot net and on social media facebook twitter the lord is not taking calls Lintcast at lintcast twitter um again i appreciate everybody being here i especially appreciate mike being here absolutely it's been it's been a wild ride, and it's been a good time. And I, I, I look forward to, to having a guest on again, and maybe Mike will come back on. We'll talk about something a little a little bit more specific. I, I feel like we we hit some broad topics here that we could dive into a lot more. So it's, it's there's a there's a lot of fun somewhere in there, as uh for another time as well. Um, d- uh, uh, Mike, do you have anything else you'd like to say? How do you feel about this whole experience?
1: I had a great time. I Thank you very much for having me on. I'm honored to be the first guest. And I would just, to people listening, I would say, you know, I'm not advocating any particular faith or non-faith, but you mm-hmm. owe it to yourself to read, to think, and to understand what it is you are believing or not believing. Hell yeah. um, yes, because, that's
0: exactly uh, what we're telling people
1: all the time. Because at some point, I think, I mean, and part of this for me was that you know, you look at the stuff you do every day and you look at how just ridiculous a lot of it is. And if there is any chance that there is something beyond this, um, at the very least, you want to be right with yourself, if not with whatever powers uh, we return to. So, you know, just don't don't let, you know, the religious institutions or the scientists or anybody sway you from looking at it yourself and thinking for yourself and coming for your own answer. And then the hard part is owning once, once he decides, but, Mm -hmm. but don't not look. Yeah, absolutely.
2: All right. My name is Nick straight and I am your fantastic agnostic.
0: (laughs) My name is David McGee and I am your uh, Christian spirit guide.
2: And again, we want to thank everybody for coming by and uh, thank you again, Mike. Thank you. And uh, everybody have a great, great time. Let us know if you have any questions, comments, concerns, Gripes, bit, bitchings, we, uh, we hope you had a good one.
0: Thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks.
1: Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast.
2: The Lord will return shortly, so we encourage you to call again.